Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Word of God, we avail our hearts to your teaching and to your ways and to your direction. We pray, Lord, that you speak to us this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap for your clap for your Lord Jesus as you take your seats? Wonderful. And I want us to, by the grace of God, we probably may be able to conclude the message that we have been sharing for some few weeks now, how can our fruits remain? How can our fruits remain? We have been sharing how our fruits, how we can make the fruits that God gives us, how can we make them remain with us? Amen. Amen. We have shared for several weeks now, and we were talking about some of the things that we need to do, some of the things that we as Christians need to do to make our fruits remain. Jesus wants us to have fruits, and he wants our fruits to remain. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He wants our fruits to remain. And we are looking at the things that we can do because we are looking at a church and they did certain things and God added to them and they remain. The church was growing. So we want also to do certain things to ourselves that will make the fruit that God gives us remain because it is our responsibility to ensure that our fruits remain. Hallelujah. Let us read our scripture from John chapter 15 and verse 16. It says, John 15 and 16, he says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruits and that your fruit should remain and that your fruit should remain and whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Hallelujah. This is the basis of the scripture upon which we are sharing that we as Christians have a responsibility to make our fruits remain. If we have invited someone to church, we have a responsibility to make sure that that person remains. Jesus is expecting you to do that. And so we are talking about some of the things we can do. And we said number one, we must ourselves, we must be devoted members. You must be a devoted member yourself. There is nothing like you, are, you invite someone to church and then the person comes to church with you. The next week the person comes and you that invited the person, you are not here. Will the person come again the following week? He will think that the church runs in shift every other week. So he will go and come another time. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He will, not, he will skip weeks just like you. And the second thing, what did we say? 
Were you in church? What did we say? Okay, for those of you who are here. So say it loud. What did we say? Amen. Say good things about the church. Say good things about the church. Hallelujah. Say good things about the church. If you say good things about a church, people will want to stay in that church. Amen. The third one, what did we say? Say good things about the pastor. Say good things about the pastor. That is the last thing we shared. Isn't that so? We said, say good things about the pastor. We read a scripture in 2 Chronicles chapter 9, how that there were so many good things that Solomon's congregation, Solomon's church, were saying about him. They were saying so many great things about him that people from far were coming to seek that wisdom that the people were talking about. And we said that not that Solomon was a perfect man, not that he didn't have certain issues, but there were so many things that were great about him, and that is what the people were talking about. And so, others who were afar, such as the Queen of Sheba, was coming to seek the wisdom that she heard about. And when she came, she said she did not, what she saw is not even compared to half of the things that she heard. Do you understand? He says, it's not even half of it, what she's seeing now. And she came, or she was attracted to Solomon's church because of what she heard. So say good things about your pastor. Not that they were spreading that, oh, he is born out of wedlock. Oh, he is this, he's a womanizer. He does this. He's, but they were hearing great things about Solomon. Hallelujah. Now let's look at another one in John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 28. John chapter 4 and verse 28. It says, you see, this is the woman at the well. When Jesus was traveling and he, he came to the well and met this woman. It says, the woman then left her water pot. See, the woman was coming to fetch water. She was coming to fetch water. And she began to have conversation with Jesus. And through the conversation, the woman received such revelation. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The woman received such revelation, and it says, the woman, after the conversation, left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man, do you see? She had an encounter with the pastor. And she didn't go to tell them, look at these pastors that are here today. You know, they don't even have money to buy water to drink. You know, because that is what Jesus asked for. He was thirsty. They can't even go and buy ice water to drink. Do you know some place they sell? Yeah. <laughs> he can't even, that is not what he went to talk about. she went to talk about. But she says, she went to town, she went to town, into the city, and said to the man, he says, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. You know, she could have gone and said, you know, this man, I think she was interested in me. 
you know, he was asking about, you know, if you have a beloved, you know, do you have any man? Are you married? Are you single? I believe that when Jesus started talking to her, she was, said, you know, because this woman, he has had experience. She has had experience. And when Jesus was asking, are you married? No, I'm not married. You know how, oh, you know, I don't know what you mean by if I'm married. I don't know what you are trying to, you know, why are you asking me questions like, you see? And Jesus said, I know you are not married. So then the woman said, oh, then there's way for you, you know, in her head. Do you understand? And then Jesus began. He says, I know you have married five men. And even the one that you are living with right now is not your husband. The woman said, wow. Wow. How did he know this? How did he know this? So he went to town. He went to town. You know, there are some women, the moment you start talking to them, a lot of ideas are going in their head. Even just you are being nice to them. A lot of ideas. The moment you start being nice, oh, can I have your number? Even you are following up. You are a follow-up person. Can I have your number? I just want to call to say hello to you. And then she will go, oh, this guy is interested in me. Oh, oh. I don't know why the pastor keeps calling and checking on me. Maybe the pastor likes me. Hey, hey. What a shock. He said, come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. It's not this the Christ. It's not this the Christ. Wow. It's not this the Christ. Verse 30. He says, then they went out of the city and came unto him. Why? Because of what she said. She went to town talking about this pastor that she met. She went to town talking about this pastor in the church. He says, I went to this church. Come see. Come see a man. Come see preaching. Come see miracles. Come see where. Amen. Come and see a teacher. Amen. So verse 39. Verse 39. Verse 39. You see? And many of the Samaritans of that city believe on him for the saying of the woman. Wow. Believe on him for the saying of the woman. Because you see, there were many others who were saying all kinds of things about this same pastor. There were many others who have heard him. They have seen his miracles, but they were calling him all kinds of names. They were calling him different kinds of names. He is Bezebel. He is Belial, he is devil, he is, he is a demon, he is possessed. Different kinds of names. But the Bible says, the men in the city, they believe on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that ever I did. Wow. 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 Verse 40, he says, so when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. They wanted to join his church. He said, would you start a church here? And all of that based on what the woman was saying. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So say good things about your pastor. Say good things about your pastor. 
And many more believed because of his own word now. Now they came because of what they heard. And now they are hearing him. And you know what? Because of what they heard, now they are hearing him even in a different light. Because of what she testified of him. They are hearing him differently. Whereas people heard him and they were calling him names, now they hear him and it's, now it's his own words, but they believe it. And so verse 42, he says, And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So say good things about your pastor. Tell your neighbor, say good things about your pastor. Today, I want to share the last one with you. It says, say good things about the teachings of the church. Say good things about the teachings of the church. Hallelujah. Say good things about the teachings of the church. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. The Bible says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. If you read the New Living Translation, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were always about the apostles' teaching. And for that, God added to the church. They all had a sense of belonging. Their devotion was to the apostles' teaching. Hallelujah. They devoted themselves to what the apostles were preaching in the church. And God added more and more to the church because of their own devotion to the teachings of the church. Hallelujah. Perhaps they were hearing other messages. They were hearing other preachers. They were hearing other teachings. But when it came to real commitment and devotion to a message, it was to their own pastor's preaching. When you will sit in their cars, you will hear the preaching from the house. When you go to their homes, you will hear messages from the house. When you are listening, they are listening to something and you ask them, what are you listening to? Let me listen. It is a message from the house. Their devotion was to the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Is it because you may enjoy some great sermons here and there? You may enjoy some great preaching here and there. But if you are really going to become an established Christian with spiritual growth, what you need is your own pastor's teaching. I am telling you, what you need is your own pastor's teaching. Your pastor's messages may not be exciting. Your pastor's messages may not be that tantalizing. But God gives you pastors according to his heart, not according to your heart. So for the message not to tantalize you or tintillate your heart, does not mean that that is what you need. 
But God will give you pastors according to his heart. And so the message from the pastor, it is what God wants you to hear. Hallelujah. God knows what you need. Amen. God knows what you need. And if you devote yourself to what God is providing for you, you will eventually find yourself growing. I say if you devote yourself to what God has for you, you will eventually find yourself being transformed. Amen. 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 First Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. Let's look at the New Living Translation. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, Wherefore, it says, So get rid of all evil behavior. Get rid of them. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Be done with them. Then the next verse, it says, like newborn babies, like newborn babies, you must, say you must, say you must, like newborn babies, Children of this house, you are, the, the Bible is comparing you to newborn babies. So it says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk. Pure spiritual milk. So that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. You must cry out for this nourishment. You must test for this nourishment. You must hunger for this nourishment. Hallelujah. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk. Desire the true milk. That is meant for you. Amen. You see, the breast milk of the mother is the best food for the child. The breast milk of the mother is the most sincere, pure milk. That is the sincere, pure milk. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is what God prepares for you. And so he says, desire it. Hunger after it. He says, crave, crave this pure spiritual milk. Cry out for this nourishment. Search for it. Come and be fed with that. Hallelujah. Any child who is fed consistently with breast milk grows well and healthy. I'm telling you. Any child, if you are fed consistently with the breast milk, you grow well and you grow healthy. Amen. See, when you compare the breast milk with the artificial formula, for instance, when you compare the two, it looks as if the breast milk is water. For those of you who have had that experience to compare, I have had that experience to compare. Amen. I said I have had that experience to compare. I don't know why you are looking at me like that, but I have had that experience to compare. Amen. Hallelujah. When you compare the two, it looks as if the formula is thicker. It looks as if the formula is heavier. It looks as if the formula is healthier. It looks as if the formula contains much. But you see, the formula contains ingredients that is made to compare or to be comparable to the sincere, the pure milk 
that comes from the breast. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? The breast milk may look like water, but it contains all the ingredients. It contains everything that the child needs. It contains the antibodies. It contains the disease-protecting elements. It contains what will keep the child. It contains what will prevent the child from visiting emergency rooms and frequent visits to doctors. It all contains, but it looks like water. It looks like there's nothing in it. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing? Yes. That is how the breast milk compares wow. to the formula. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you, the artificial formula may even taste nicer. I don't know. How many, I don't know if Salom has tasted the artificial versus the breast milk before. But if you have tasted the breast milk before, you realize that it tastes, it's not as nice. Even the formula, the artificial one may be sweeter. I'm not sure. The breast milk eh, is sweeter. Wow. <laughs> Amen. But even if it is sweeter, even if the artificial one is sweeter, the milk that God has made for that child is the most nutritious milk for that child. Amen. It is the most nutritious milk for that child. Hallelujah. And it is called artificial. The other one, it is called artificial formula. And it's not called artificial for nothing because that is what it is. It is artificial formula. It is made by the hands of men. It is created by the hands of men. But the breast milk is the most sincere, the, the purest. Sometimes it may hurt. Sometimes it may choo you a little bit. Sometimes it may come against you. You may not be happy about it. Sometimes it may make you want to even stop coming. But that is what you need. That is what is pure. That is what is sincere. Hallelujah. Sometimes there might be a prophet in town that you hear and then you go and he's preaching certain message that tantalizes you, that you like, that you, you know, encourages you. Bible says, it says, it says, when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Why? For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. It may be a rod that is whipping your butt. The word from your sincere pastor, it may be a rod that is beating your butt. It may be a rod that is whipping your behind, but it is the time of going through the valley of the shadow of death. That is what you need. The pure and the sincere milk of the word. The pure and the sincere milk of the word. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It may not be pleasant, but that is what you need. Sometimes the artificial one is made as close. They put the ingredients to be as close as possible to the breast milk. But that is not what God intended for you, for your growth. No matter how sweet that may taste, that is not what God intended for your growth. Hallelujah. So no matter how sweet other messages may taste to you, no matter how sweet other messages may sound to you or 
how it may stimulate you when you compare it to the message from your own home. No matter how, what is coming from your own home is what is nutritious for you. Hallelujah. That is what is nutritious for you. In other words, you see, the breast milk is meant for the child that comes from this particular mother. Do you understand? The breast milk is meant for a child that this mother had brought into the world. Do you understand? So, you may want to go to another mother. You, want, you, you may want to go to another mother who also has breast milk. You see, you three, come here. Come here. Let me show you what I'm trying to explain to you. Come here. You see, there may be three women. Do you understand? Three women. One has a child. This is your mother. That has a child. And she's the one with your breast milk. So you say, oh, I'll go to this mother and drink from her breast. I'm going to drink milk from here. When you go here, the milk that this mother is producing is meant for her own child. And she cannot give it to you. The only thing that she can give you is an artificial formula. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, what she can give you is artificial formula. She cannot give you what is meant for her children because what she has produced is produced because of the children or the child that God has given her. And she cannot give that to you. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you. And if you go to this one who has no children, she may have breasts, she may put it in your mouth, but nothing will come in your mouth. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, so you may run and say, oh, I don't like my mother's milk. I'm going to another mother who has milk. You cannot give you. He will give you artificial formula. And then you go to another one who says, you don't have any child, so all your breast is for me. There is nothing. You will suck until your jaws are hurting. There will be no milk. Put your hands together for this three. Amen. Have you not noticed? Have you not noticed that the woman will not have any breast milk? The woman will not have any breast milk until the child is born. When God gives a child in a house, he prepares milk for that child. If God has placed you here, he will prepare milk for you. I'm telling you. The woman will not have any milk in her breast. Though she may have size 54 or 32. Is there a size like that? 34. D, double D, D. Triple D. Yeah. There will be no milk. And it looks like this is voluptuous. And it looks like this will have a lot of milk. If there is no baby from that mother, there is no milk coming from that breast. I'm telling you. I am telling you. I'm telling you. You, when you go home, try. Try and squeeze and see any milk is coming. Even when the woman is pregnant, the milk is not coming. Even when the woman is pregnant, the milk is not coming. But the day the child comes, 
the day the child comes, as long as you enter into this house, the Lord will make the milk flow for you. As long as you become a child of this house, the day that you arrive, the Lord will cause the milk to flow for you. Yes. It will just flow. You, the thing will come in your face and it's choking you. You say you are full, but they are giving it to you. They will feed you until you want no more. Oh, yes. The day you are born. The day you arrive. The day you make commitment to this house. And you say, I belong to this house. The milk will begin to flow unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There can be another woman. There can be another woman. When you are born, there can be another woman who has five children already. A lot of experience in breastfeeding. And she has breastfed five children. She knows how to do it. When you are born, that woman can be near you. And you can be crying. And that woman may have a desire to feed you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you may, you see, the woman has experience. She has been a mother for many years. And she has fed a lot of people. A lot of children have grown out of her breast. The day you are born, that woman cannot feed you with any milk. If you are not born to her. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? So, you see, you may go to some pastor. He says, oh, he has a big church. He has many children. Many breasted. He has fed many children. And they are, uh, he has a lot of experience. He has done this. He has, if the Lord has given you in this house, you can go to that place. As desirable as the pastor wants to feed you, if you are a child of this house, this is where your milk will come from. This is where your milk will come from. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? This is where your milk will come from. Yes, the woman hears you hungry and you are crying. She can give you the real sincere milk, sincere milk, she can only give you artificial formula. Artificial formula, man-made. That which is tapered for your tantalizing. That which is tapered to stop you from crying. But that which is pure and sincere for your growth thereby, it comes from your mother. Amen. It comes from the mother that God has given you. Amen. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the, sh- the word I'm sharing with you? Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, even if the new mother is some inexperienced teenager. It doesn't matter that this other one has a lot of experience. Big church, platform, and choir like um, the church, the choir is like our church. Do you understand? And it looks so attractive. And you look like, oh, this woman's breast looks like a lot of milk in it. If that is not your mother, the one with that experience, the teenager who has never had a child before, if the child is her child today, there will be milk in that child's, that teenager's breast for that child. Amen. That teenager, without experience, Without experience, it doesn't matter. And as long as the child desires the mother's milk, as long as the child desires the mother's milk, and the child comes every time, I want your milk, I want your milk, the milk will continue to flow. It will continue to flow. 
it will continue to flow. But when the child stops drinking the milk, the milk ceases flowing. Yes. So the milk will flow when the children desire to drink it. That is when it will flow. When the children are saying good things about it. When the child is sucking and is sweet and then he's happy and mm, preach on. Mm, ah, more. Give us more. Are we done already? I want more. Then you see this is flowing. Then it's flowing. Then it's flowing. Hallelujah. Then it's flowing. As long as the child desires the milk. Amen. So stop searching. Stop searching for other milk. And focus on what God has given you. What God has prepared for you here. Here. What God has prepared for you. That is why those of you who consider yourselves as children of this house. And you consider yourself as a member, permanent. This is where I am fed from. You realize that the word that we share here is so relevant to your lives. It's so relevant. Anything we preach is so relevant. Even if we are sharing the scripture of the week, it's so relevant to you. Anything. Because this is where God has placed you and he will give you the milk, the sincere milk of the word that you need here so you will grow thereby. Clap for Jesus. What a God we said. Amen. The messages are so relevant to you because God knows your needs. God knows that the environment where you are born, you need milk that has antibodies against malaria. You need antibodies against polio. Antibodies against this. God knows that. And so he will make sure that all those things are in the milk that you are going to drink. God knows your needs. And if he has placed you here, he will feed you with what you need. What you need. Hallelujah. What you need. Amen. God will place the milk that you need in this breast here. And if you stay on it, oh, the breast is busting. It's busting with milk. I say it's busting with milk. If you will stay on it, you will be filled. I say you will be filled. Amen. Amen. Because God recognizes your need and he will place it here. Hallelujah. The breast is busting. If only you will want to drink. So John chapter 7 and verse 37. Jesus said, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood. You see, the most painful thing is when the pastor's breast is busting and the children are not drinking. You see, when the mother's breast is filled and is engorged and the children are not drinking, it is painful. It becomes painful. It becomes painful. True or not true? Can I, can I get a testimony from the mothers? Oh, I see if I have, I'm the only one with that experience. It is painful when the children are not drinking. Hallelujah. It becomes very painful. So he said, and in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man tests, let him come unto me and drink. Ah, come and drink. Oh, come and drink. My children are thirsty, but they will not come and drink. And it's painful. It's painful. It's painful. You prepare, you wait on the Lord, and the Lord gives you milk for the children, and they don't come to hear. They don't come to drink. 
is painful. Hallelujah. Christians who are committed to any church, if they are committed to any church, are the ones who are always being fed. But the ones who are not committed to any church, they are always hungry. I'm telling you, they are always hungry. Because you see, they are sucking on empty breasts. They are sucking on empty breasts and there's no milk flowing. And they are always hungry. Those are the Christians who are always, they have no commitment. So they are always looking for a new prophet in town. They are always going for pray for me. And they are never satisfied. They are never satisfied. They are never filled. They carry the same problems everywhere. They are not filled. Because you don't have a commitment. You don't have a stable place where you are being fed. Amen. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, you don't have a stable place where you are being fed. And so you are always hungry. You are always looking for a new prophet in town. They say there's a prophet here and you are running. There's a prophet there and you are running. Some of you, sometimes you buy air tickets chasing prophets. But when you are stable, I say when you are stable, when you are stable, when you are stable, you are fed. When you are stable, you are fed. Amen. When you are stable, the blessing begins to flow. When you are stable. It's like you go to a gas station. You go to a gas station and you want to, you want gas in your car, your tank. Your tank is empty and you want gas in your tank. You see, if you are driving and you see a gas station and then you drive by and then you drive by it and then you go, they will not fill your tank. And then you see another one and then you drive by. And you know, there are some people that speak like that. Oh, I visit churches. I visit churches. You see, so I always tell people, I say, pray that God will stabilize you in a church. Pray that God will place you permanently in a church. Because the blessings of God, it comes when you are stable. The blessings of God, it comes when God can find you. You see, God is not going to chase you. And today he comes and says, I thought you were going to be here. Oh, you are at Methodist. Then, Lord, bring the blessing to the Methodist church. Oh, no, today I'm a Presbyterian. Oh, I will bring. No, 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 no. God wants to bring it where you are stable. So if you drive by the gas station and then you visit this one, you didn't stop. And then you go. Would your gas ever be filled? Would your tank be filled? But if you stay, you drive, and then you come to the station, and you stop. Sometimes they ask you, move forward. Oh, too fast. Come back a little bit. Have you seen that? Yes. And then they say, no, 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 too, too, you have come too fast. Move forward a little bit. Go, go. You see, they are encouraging you to come to a place. And then when you come to a place, they say, stop. And they say, turn off your ignition. And when you turn off your ignition and they know that you are not moving the car, then they take the nozzle and they put it in your tank. You see, because the blessing is underground. It's a whole lot of gas. A whole lot of gas that is there. But because you are driving around and driving, they can't feel it. But when you come to that standstill, they pull the nozzle and they put it. When they know you are not moving, you are stable, they will fill it with all the blessing that you need. All the blessing that you need. Your tank will be filled. And sometimes it's overflowing. Say, enough, enough, enough. It will be filled. Amen. It will be filled. 
If I'm holding a bottle in my hand and it's raining, it's raining, and I want the rain or the water to fill my bottle, you see the rain is all over the place. It's all over. You see it's pouring a lot of water. When you look in the ground, there's a lot of water. But when I hold my bottle and I'm running around, I'm running around, I'm, I'm running around because I see the water all over the place. There's one, oh, I see it's dripping here. And I go here, I run here, and I run there. My bottle will never be filled. It will never be filled. But when I stabilize my bottle, when I hold my bottle, sometimes I need to just sit down and hold the bottle in my leg, between my thighs, so that the bottle is not moving. It's not going anywhere. Then you see the blessing just coming in, just coming in. Just because I have stabilized it, it's just coming in. It's just coming in. And by the time I realize, the whole battle is filled. <laughs> stability, stability. When you are stable, that is when God will fill you. That is when God will fill you. Amen. Amen. That is when God will fill you. But when you don't have a stable church, when you, are not, when you don't speak well of your message, when you don't appreciate the doctrines of the house, you are going all over the place. You know, sometimes... You can go and they will feed you something that tastes very nice. You know, when a, when a child is in a house and the child is being fed with certain foods, the child doesn't know that that is what he needs. The child doesn't appreciate what is being fed with. They're giving you asparagus. Do you know what is asparagus? And they're giving you um, lima beans. You know what is lima beans? And they're giving you a lentil. And they're giving you what, um, um, what is the, the green thing that you dip in the... Um, celery and then broccoli. And they are feeding you with these things. You see, color green. They're feeding you with color green. You think your mother is very wicked. You think your mother is devil. He's, he, he doesn't know even how to cook. You don't like that food. But you like a place. You like a place where it's fast. Fast food. You say, I want where they can prophesy over me. Fast, fast. Give it to me fast. I need fast food. I need something fast. I need something fast. And so you are running for fast food. You will only be first with fast food. It may taste very nice. It may taste very well. It may taste so sweet. You may hunger after that. And you may want to eat that all the time. But that is not nutritious. That is not what you need. What you need is the food that is cooked in your mother's home. The mother that God has given you, oh, she will not, she will not give you fast food. She will cut asparagus. She will cut broccoli and lima beans and green peas and mix it. And it looks very nasty. It looks like you. It's not something that is tasteable. But that is what brings you nutrition. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is what. He said, desire, desire the sincere milk. Desire that. The sincere milk. Desire the sincere milk. Amen. Amen. That is what will make you grow. Sheminkom is fast food. Yeah. I say it is fast food. It's fast food. I need something fast. Sometimes you go and say, do you have some prophecy for me? I'm going to an interview. I need some prophecy. Quick one. It's fast food. Amen. 
It may taste nice, but that's not what you need. It may taste nice, but that's not what edifies. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 28, it says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, the one that are tarrying, the one that wait upon the Lord, the one that are patient, he said, the one that wait, they that wait upon the Lord. I don't know how weak you are, but it shall renew your strength. I see the Lord renewing your strength. Because you are a committed child of this house, may the Lord renew your strength. I don't know what the weaknesses are in your life, but because you are committed to the doctrines of this house, may the Lord Almighty renew your strength. As you wait on the food that is prepared for this house, the Lord is renewing your strength. He said, he shall mount you with wings like eagles. I see the Lord mounting you with new strength, with new wings like eagles. You are flying like an eagle. You who could not fly before. You who were like a weak bird. You who people were laughing at. I see the Lord mounting you with wings like eagles. Hallelujah. And he said, you shall run and you shall not be weary. Hey, you will run, but you will not be tired. You shall run and you will not be weary. You shall walk and you shall not faint. I see the Lord renewing you with strength. New strength. Receive your new strength. Because of your devotion. Because of your commitment. Because you wait on the Lord. In the house where he has brought you. In the land where he has brought you. May the Lord renew your strength. In the name of Jesus. Somebody receive your strength. Receive your strength. May your strength be renewed. Them that are fainting, them that are weak, the Lord Almighty, the one that keepeth Israel, the one that watcheth over Zion, the Bible says he neither slumbers nor sleep, but he will renew your strength. He will mount you with wings like eagles in the name of Jesus. Receive strength where you are weak. Receive strength where you are weak. Receive strength where you are weak. Every area of your life where there's weakness, strength is coming. I say strength is coming. New strength is coming. Strength like you have never known before because you have tarried upon the Lord in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh, Father, we are thankful and grateful. We will say good things about our church. We will say good things about our pastors. We will be devoted to this church. We will say good things about the doctrines of this church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And as we tarry, as we tarry patiently, as we tarry at the breast that the Lord has prepared for us, if we can tarry at this breast, if we can continue at this breast, and not be weary and not be tired. The Lord shall renew our strength. The Lord shall mount us with wings like eagles. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. He says, if any man tests, let him come and drink. If any man tests, let him come and drink. Let him come and drink. The milk is prepared for you. The milk is prepared for you. It is the sincere milk that the Lord has for you in the name of Jesus.
Yes. Yes. To the mother that you have given us, bring us the nutrition to the mother that you have given us. Oh, yes. The milk will never cease to flow, it shall never cease, it shall never cease, it shall never cease to fill the world of your embrace. Help me find a way. To you, look, Saint, draw me close to you. Draw me close to you. Oh, Lord, never, never this is where we are. This is where we have placed our commitment. Never let yes. me go. Lord, never let me go. It's going to be tentalizing. My Lord, you know our needs. You know what we need. You know what we need for our growth. Oh yes. You know the antibodies that we need. You know the vaccination that we need. You have placed them, oh God. You have placed them in this breast for us. We give you glory. We give you honor. No one else Yes. Cause nothing else could take your place Cause nothing else can take your place Oh, to fill the warm of your embrace Fill the warmth of your embrace Oh, help me find Help me find the way Lord, bring me back to you.
That is what we want. That is what we need. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. That is what we need. That is what we want. That is what we will go. That is what happens. Yes. As children, sometimes we don't even know what we need. But you are all that we want. Remember, we don't know, Jesus. grateful for your love we thank you Lord for the light that has come in our lives Lord there are times that we as children we don't even know what is good for us we don't know what we need we don't know what is nutritious for us and Lord we are tossed to and fro by every wing of doctrine but Lord we thank you for the light that has come May we crave for the sincere milk of the word. May we crave after the nutritious milk of the word. May we crave for the milk that you have prepared for us in this house. Let our thirst, let our hunger, let this be that which satisfies our appetite. For this is all we need, oh Jesus. We may not need, we may not know what we need. But Lord, you know what we need. And you place what we need in the milk that you have prepared for us. We give you glory and we give you honor. We thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again, you have not given your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to pray with you if you want to give your life to Christ. You say, Pastor, pray with me. Perhaps you come to church Sunday after Sunday, but you know in your heart that you are very far from God. This afternoon you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? The Lord is speaking to you. Perhaps you come to church Sunday after Sunday, but you feel very far from Christ. And this afternoon you say, Lord, I want to come back to you. If that is you. There's more room for you at the cross. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Don't live here without giving your life to Christ. Don't live here. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Father, that you have drawn us this close to you. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the power to become sons and daughters of God. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen.
We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.